Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Max, I'm your host here with you, and this is episode 187 on the Undercover Episode 187 of the show, and I am joined here this week by my brother, Aaron. Hello! And Mr. Mark Brew. Hello. On his birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. Happy Thank you. birthday. On his birthday, he had to watch some something today. I thought he I was watched, getting a uh, present. Turned out I got fucking pranked. Were you 36? 33. 33? Right. Double hat trick. This week on the show, we are reviewing Puerto Rican wrestling. We're going down Puerto Rico way. <laughs> The World Wrestling Council. The uh, the show is called Hot Night in Bayamon, right? Am I correct? Bayamon yes. is how that was pronounced. Yes. Bayamon. The fire match. pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to put the time frame in perspective here, this is in 1988. It is in September of 1988, which is two months after Bruiser Brody was stabbed. So I, I guess we know why Invader won wasn't on this show well i mean no no wonder they had uh the caliber of talent they did there um <laughs> that that whole thing that whole thing is some bullshit i don't know if you guys i mean i'm sure some people that listen to this show watch dark side of the ring and i kind of knew the story beforehand but just all the things that went down with that that bruiser brody murder investigation Lots of bullshit. Like Tony At what is it? Tony Atlas and uh, Jimmy Snuka getting mm. their subpoenas ten days after the trial was over, so they didn't even get to testify. Uh, that yeah, there was all kind of shady shit that went on with that whole deal. Yeah, um, and and I was gonna say like I don't want to. I don't want the whole show to be a Brody thing or whatever. But that it it was a. Uh, despicable act that happened to him and um i think um not that like um not that tony atlas was like the worst victim of it because obviously he wasn't because he's still alive or whatever but i think he got a lot of unnecessary grief from people in it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like If he would have went back, even even if it would have been ten days before, you know, if you're a human being and you're like they did that to him, being Brody, and now I have to go back to this fucking place and test. What are they going to do to me? What are they going to do to me? You know what I mean? And so I think Atlas gets a lot of unnecessary criticism or grief in it. I agree. I agree. But there's there's no promotion. I don't know if there's a promotion in the history, like a major promotion. Let's say that. I don't know if there's a major promotion that has had more murderers and rubes work for it than the World Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico. And I'm not even saying that there isn't some Puerto Rico shit that I don't like. Because what I can tell you is this. I mean, of course, my my initial intro, my initial introduction to him because I was a young teenager. My initial introduction to to Abdullah the Butcher was seeing him on WCW TV. But I can say as a kid, watching Abdullah the Butcher fascinated me. 
it doesn't so much now because I see the trick and I see the smoke and mirrors. But when I was a kid, he was so scary. And he's not on this show. We're talking about two people that aren't even on the show. But I'm just saying, like, as far as Puerto Rico goes, I know Abby wasn't a very talented wrestler. And from all accounts, he's kind of a piece of shit human being. But he was a great heel character. Because when yeah. I was a kid, I was petrified of him. His yeah, look scared and, me. And, His wrestling wise, I don't want to say it. In wrestling, you don't necessarily have to be the greatest wrestler, right? To be entertaining, you know what I mean? Like Abby, like I, like one of my one of my favorite visuals of Abby was like on a wrestling tape that I hadn't even watched until we rented it. And it was like the one that made me rent it was like him biting the rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the blood run down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is that? I want to see it. So I'm going to rent it. I think it was a WCCW. It was probably a WCCW tape or whatever. He's fucking fighting Carrie or something. But it's like, I want to see that. You know what I mean? There like, was a, there was a promo that I saw with him later in life, but one that sticks out for me is there's one he is um, he is on he is on I think it's world class, and of course Gary Hart's his manager, and Gary Hart's talking, and Abby literally has this this b- block of wood or something, and talk about living your gimmick like it's not gimmicked. He's just chewing on it and it's like coming to pieces in his mouth. He's just eating this wood for the camera, you know? And then there's, of course, there's the one that we always make fun of where he eats that fake fly, but yeah. But, but like talking about a gimmick and this, and then we can go into whatever you want to, but I just saw an image of him. Like, would you Nate or Mark tell me that George Steele was a five-star wrestler? No, but would you tell me he's a five star gimmick? Yeah, mm-hmm. because you see that fucking gimmick. George Steele did nothing. Yeah. in the fucking ring, you know what I mean? He, like he embodied the saying "less is more." Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, 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 that's how Abby was, and some of the people on the show are. That it's 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 the entertainment value of it. And as we go through this, this is obviously a, a, a we've watched it on YouTube. It's it's dubbed from a VHS tape of this show that they distributed, so it could have English language. I have I have an observation to make when I introduce who the commentators are. The commentators are Hugo Savinovich, mm-hmm. who those of you might know from the WWF on the Spanish announce team, but he was a wrestler and he worked for World Wrestling Council before he went there. And he is joined by the Batten twins, who actually uh, the first the first time that you see them, if you're watching through the history of wrestling, I think they were they started in world class. Um, I mean, that wasn't Joe Dirt's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I call them double buttheads. <laughs> double if you, if you shave their beard off, they look like butthead. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and my other observation, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but I swear to God, they used this tape to turn these guys heel. Oh, they they start they start start off they start off as like smiling baby faces. Like the one at the left, 
he looks like a cardboard cutout when he's standing there and his brother's talking. Like he's just yeah, standing there smiling like a fucking dildo. Like a chode. And his brother's talking, and they're at the beginning of they're like, oh, this is World Wrestling Council. This is fantastic. And as the show goes, fucking Bart must have been drinking or whatever. <laughs> the because as the show man. goes, he is fucking livid. No, that's listen, this is this is what I'm saying. Like, as the show goes, and we can just talk about it now, but as the show goes on, just to give you in perspective, folks, like Aaron said, when you start the video. They are smiling baby face tag team. Then at some point, one brother turns heel. Bart. And the other one's the other one's still a face, and they're kind of arguing. And then by the time the video's over, they've both turned on Hugo. They've yeah. both turned on all of the World Wrestling Council, and they're full fledged heels. Yes, and cut through commentary. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like Bart goes sideways at the big, like at the beginning. He's like these fucking Puerto Ricans living on this rock. Fucking these people drinking their beer, sitting on their yeah. couch at home. You fat bellied, fat bellied truck drivers or whatever. And his brother's like, settle the fuck down, dude. And then by the end of it, his brother's like, yeah, fat bellied yeah, truck fuck drivers. Em. Fuck them. It's like great. Me, it's like I me and it was great. It's like me and Nate at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> was it just me though? Did you? All right, because I'm used to hearing, you know, Savinovich doing the Spanish commentation on WWE and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I heard him and I heard him speaking in English, am I the only one that thought that's Santino fucking Morello? <laughs> <laughs> Legit. I had to do a double take. Like you got to just like Santino. <laughs> you ever watched the Jake Roberts pick your poison DVD? Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> one of the great one of the greatest interviews on there is Hugo because Hugo when he was when Jake was in Puerto Rico Hugo used to run around with Jake and then you know Jake's doing all the drugs and all the all the all the cocaine and all the drinking and everything and Hugo's like I had to go to Jake one night and I told him man I have to get away from you <laughs> I, have get, I have to get away from you man <laughs> you're going to kill me I got to get away I can't say no to that much cocaine. Right. <laughs> and in this thing, fucking Hugh was like, which one of you said that? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like these Batten twins start out as like fucking white meat, fucking Tommy Rogers baby faces. And by the end of it, they're trying to cut. Fucking like, Shut Bobby up. Hugh. Shut up, Hugo. Yeah, they're trying to cut fucking Bobby Heenan promos at the end of it. It's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Well, to start this show, and boy, what a way to start it off. Mm. The opening match, the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, and Rufus R. Jones versus the Wild Samoans. And it is every bit as bad as you would think it is, folks. Oh, my God. Uh, Whenever I first saw the Boogie Woogie Man here, I was like, damn, Michael Hayes really let himself go. (laughs) And then, then as more and more I'm watching, and then I see Rufus R. Jones, I'm like, the fuck is, is this like the black version of Dusty down here? Oh, that's funny <laughs> that you brought that up because my notes are that the Boogie Woogie Man always looks like he slightly smells like piss. Like, not full on piss, like he didn't piss himself, but at some point during the afternoon, he did. 
but he didn't take the time to go home and change. Yeah, he looks like he should have been the uh, the gimmick Skinner that Kern had. Like, <laughs> like minuscule piss. Like, what is that? Is that like like when you smell like ammonia? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the, it smells a little bit like cat pee. Yeah. It's like, is that ammonia? It's like, oh no, it's Jimmy Valiant. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was what I looked up because I was like, did Dusty Rhodes steal from Rufus R? I said, I almost said Doofus R. Jones. It's close enough. But I put, did Dusty Rhodes steal from Rufus R. Jones or did Rufus R. Jones steal from Dusty Rhodes? And I looked it up and they started at the same fucking time. So that's what I'm wondering because Dusty started as a heel and I think Rufus was always a face. I'm pretty right? sure he was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. And, so I, and think, I think Dusty stole his mannerisms from Rufus. And to be honest, folks, I know we're shitting on Rufus because I'm not a big fan and I I'm know these guys aren't either. Um, but what I will say, and this goes back to the, you know, the difference between today and territory wrestling. The territory he wrestled in Rufus R. Jones was over enough where when Flair came to the territory, that was the guy that was wrestling Flair for the world championship. So, yeah, we don't like him, but you got to give him the credit in that where he was, he was fucking over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not even saying I hate him because, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Dusty honestly stole shit from Rufus. Well, like, the flip, <clears throat> and fly and the boogie and all that shit. Yeah. Because he was always a face, as far as I know, and I, I, I'm not going to say I'm a Rufus R. Jones expert, right. and but I think Dusty took when he became a face, took a lot of that shit away from him. Obviously, here Rufus is taken from Dusty because he's wearing the fuck, he's wearing polka dot tights and he's doing all that. But I, I really do think that Dusty was kind of like Elvis. Elvis stole a lot of shit. Yeah, but he stole it well. Talented black people before him, and I think mm -hmm. Dusty did that. And I'm not knocking Dusty for it. I'm not knocking Elvis for it. Well, I'll, I'll give Rufus R. Jones credit for this. After all the years of wearing down on his body, it was cool that he finally came out with Dusty Rhodes because you can't tell me that wasn't the black lady that was with Dusty. <laughs> Rufus R. Jones was Sapphire. <laughs> kind of funny <laughs> the, the facial similarities are uncanny <laughs> that is kind of funny though who is rufus r jones adopted child slick yep did you know that mark yeah yeah well, that's um, where he got his dance moves from <laughs> well this match is terrible Oh, it's fucking trash. And then I was it, like, man, especially seeing the Samoans, and I was like expecting this to be a decent match. Yeah, they're way past their prime at this point, though, and they're just getting that paycheck, which, you know, Everybody you can't. Does in this fucking yeah. match. Now, see, the funny, the funny thing that the, one of the notes that I took down was world, the WWC is uh, known for blood, fire, brawling outside the ring. 
yet they have an over-the-top rope disqualification rule. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's kind of odd, oddly placed here. I, I just like watching it. I was like, man, this must be like purgatory where the promotions when when they're in between deciding if we're going to send them somewhere for hell or we're going to give them a bunch of money and make it heaven for them. <laughs> and this is where they send them until they decide. But they, like you said, they're known for blood, right? Mm-hmm. And they're also known for guts and everybody in this match. Had guts. Had guts. <laughs> Big old beer guts. Yeah. But yeah, the Samoans throw, I think it's Jimmy Valiant over the top rope, and uh, Jimmy and Rufus win by disqualification. Jimmy and Rufus. Come on down, Jimmy and Rufus. We got the best <laughs> carpet in the town. We got discount tires. <laughs> and carpet. <laughs> Retreaded, uh, y'all. So yeah, we got retread tires down here, Rufus and Jimmy's. <laughs> Good shit. Boogie, boogie woogie on down. Boogie woogie on down here. Rufus and John, Jimmy's <laughs> reshredded tires and carpet. And, and carpet. carpet. And carpet remnants. Carpet remnants. Carpet remnants. <laughs> it's just remnants. remnants. We'll, turn, we'll turn it into a space rug for you. <laughs> I can show you the world of my <laughs> Retread carpet remnant tire. All right. <laughs> Up next here, we have the Puerto Rican title on the line as Ricky Santana, who I actually like Ricky Santana. I like Ricky Santana, too. And he's wrestling Mr. Pogo. um, And Mr. Pogo has a a masked manager. What did they say his name was? Mr. Profi or Dr. Profi? (laughs) Something Profi? L. L. Profit. Oh, well, I I kept hearing him say Profi. So I don't know. Maybe they were just pronouncing. pronouncing maybe, they could, maybe they couldn't pronounce the T. <laughs> but um, on Ricky Santana, the most I've ever seen of him was kind of the brief time he was in um in uh, Crockett. Yeah, and then and then he was also on the IWCCW. He was in one of the on one of the matches that they played all the time on IWCCW. I think it was Ricky Santana. And Tony Atlas, maybe, but um, I think I thought he. I always have thought he was kind of underrated. Like he was a decent promo. He, he, he was a solid worker. Yeah, and he was a decent promo. He was yeah. the guy. That, he was the guy. He was the perfect guy. That he was the guy that would um, cut the promo in English and then cut the little promo in Spanish for the for the Spanish crowd. You know, it's like yeah, you don't got to waste time editing for the subtitles, bitch. I just did it for you. <laughs> yeah, and, and he was a solid worker, and. Um, I got I got really nothing. How do I want to say it? Like nothing great to say about him, but nothing bad to say about him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like he's a good middle of the card guy that you're gonna get a good match out of. Mm-hmm. And I think I and and I've thought about that. And these are stupid things that I think about when I'm watching wrestling. But that time that he was in Crockett, a couple times that he was on. He was in a suit. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I don't know how his promo would be, but he would look pretty good as a heel, too, because he looked kind of like a heel in a suit, you know. But um, and like you said about him, nothing good to say, nothing bad to say. It's kind of where I was on this match. I didn't hate it. Um, oh, Pogo sucks. 
But, well, then Ricky Ricky got something good out of him here because I didn't hate this match at all. I thought that they these two guys worked well together. Well, I mean, that's when you're uh, going to promote something and, and book it, you're going to put guys in there that can accentuate the positives and hide the negatives. So mm-hmm. Ricky the only, was that guy, obviously. The only other shit that I've ever seen of Mr. Pogo was the stuff that he did in the FMW. Yeah, I thought my first impression. This is my first uh, time seeing him, but I will say this: uh, my first impression was, "Is this bootleg Great Muda? (laughs) Fat Muda? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's 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 bootleg Abdullah. It's it's Great Value Muda meets Abdullah. (laughs) So so (laughs) Dollar Tree Love Child. (laughs) Yeah, Pogo sucked. I was wondering the whole time where the fuck's his stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. You got to give it like Pogo. You, you have to have like a Pogo stick. <laughs> It'd be great to see his fat ass hop around on Pogo. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> a little fat with this, with, this, with this ridiculous manager <laughs> with them. And... Now that's, that's something I can sink my teeth into. <laughs> Lady Gaga's out there. Oh God! It's it's Mr. Pogo on a stick. <laughs> Lady Gaga's out there. She goes, "Oh, this match will suck." <laughs> I was, was going to try to do a because Lady Gaga had that Pogo stick match. Her <laughs> Pogo stick song. I was trying to think of a late. I'll think of it at the end of it. Welcome. <laughs> well, like I said, I wrote down the match. To me, it was pretty decent. Ricky Santana wins with a sunset flip and uh, retains the Puerto Rican championship. And then of course gets attacked after the match by Pogo signaling that apparently their feud is not over. Isn't that wild though? Like at, in this day and age, the sunset flip was that like he could, he could finish a match with that. Nowadays it's something you see four or five times during a match. Yeah. Well, and it's because um, that art is lost. Mm-hmm. The art of wrestling I'm not gonna say it's dead because that once you say it's dead, then there's like a Seth Rollins match that I'm just like that was amazing. But the art just, of a finisher, trained by the right people. Dead. The art of a finisher is what's dead. Once that finisher was hit back then, it mm-hmm. DDT it matches same with the same with the DDT, right? You know, or the that's why. Kick. No, go ahead. Super kick. That's the one that pisses me off. Yeah. Super, yeah. Because, like, I'm not saying that the super kick's the greatest finisher in the world or whatever. It, 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 honestly, I should say it might be because that might be the best fucking finisher. That, I think that's better than the fucking DDT. Like, if somebody drops you on your head, you might be able to pop back up. But if some motherfucker just kicks you in the fucking jaw and just drops you, you're gonna be fucking done, you know. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Down goes crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now fucking goddamn the young cooks and all them little kids are just fucking kicking you with it. The one, the, the one finisher that never got killed off, and it's thanks to it's that not thanks to the guy that originally did it, but the one finisher that never got killed off. Was the diamond or was the diamond cutter? Because Randy Orton took it as the RKO, and when mm. Randy Orton hits an RKO, ninety nine percent of the time 
the fucking match is over. Yep. And it's like Aaron said, just about Seth Rollins, he learned from the right people. Yeah, and, and, and he's and, probably like he's probably like the only people that are gonna the only time my my RKO is gonna get eaten and kicked out of is in fucking WrestleMania or whatever, and I'm trying to have some suspense. Right. I bet he de- decides when somebody kicks out of that. Point. That fucking yeah, one and, that he hit on Seth that year. Oh, it's insane. That was fucking wow, bro. And 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 the right guy. Um, I don't always say it. It, it, and it's not even the fact that it like lays the people out, but where Randy's great, because Randy's Randy's fucking great. Well, he's the greatest wrestler of his generation. Yes, he is. And you guys know how I feel about DDP. Not a big fan. Where I will put that over is the fact that everything that I understand, Randy asked mm-hmm. DDP are you okay if I fucking steal your finish and use it? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the Young Bucks called Sean and said, hey. You care if we kill the super kick? Because <laughs> um, I like, would even. Sean would have been like, no. I would even say. It every fucking 27 seconds and fucking right, well, steal it. That, that's what I was about to say. I would even say, even though it's his own move, Brock Lesnar killed the F5. Yep. Because half of his matches have like nine of them. So mm-hmm. why, why do I, why would I think it's that devastating when you have a match with Lashley and he kicks out of five of them? You know what I mean? Like, I well, don't know. Also like, uh, like you're saying with that though, like, like they say about what Hogan and the five moves of doom and shit mm-hmm. rocks that same type of wrestler suplex, suplex F five yeah. or, or in a Brock lock. That's all but, you're getting. But the difference I'm afraid of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> but I, what, where I will say the biggest difference, though, is unless it was a absolute positive, crazy ass situation, motherfuckers didn't kick out of that leg drop. Right. But they kick out of the F5 all the time. So in the reality, if we're, if we're trying to make it a shoot, brother, the leg drops more effective than the F5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I agree. Lesnar, though. Oh, me too. I'm not. No, I'm not in no way, shape, or form. I was just talking about in this topic that we were talking about with killing the moves. That, that's the only thing that Mark Merrow's ever said is in in his entire life. Where I was like, "That's a great fucking promo." <laughs> um, anyway. I'll I'll put it like this: I'm not afraid of him because any man will go down if you grab him by the balls. <laughs> I think he just look at you and be like. Mm. You Those tell me you grab a hold of his testicles and start twisting. He's not coming down to your level. Nope. I think he's just gonna, <laughs> those are those are male. Yeah, that well, that's where you run. That that that's the point when you run. <laughs> um, it, it's it's my favorite thing Mark Marrow ever said. He was <laughs> he said that Sable went back to the de- like Sable was like I think I'm gonna go back and work for Vince and he was like okay, and then like he was calling her like every week and she was answering and then she wasn't answering. And then he knew how the WWE worked and the wrestling business works. And he was like, oh, she's cheating on me. <clears throat> you know, because she's not answering the phone now. And he was like, she's cheating on me. So I'm going to. And he was a Golden Gloves boxer, you know. And he was like, when I find out who. When I find out who Rena's cheating on me with, I'm going to knock him out. And then he found out it was Brock Lesnar. And he's like, that's okay. <laughs> you can have her. 
I understand. She's not worth it, bro. <laughs> cool. It's like when you find out your wife was cheating on you with Brock Lesnar, he was like, you just go, okay. I'm not going to do that. The, uh, like I said, Ricky Santana wins this match with a sunset flip. <laughs> and the... The the note that I have before before the uh, the whole thing the the after match was sometimes Hugo Savinovich in English doesn't translate well and he said he said that Ricky Santana has successfully defeated Mr Pogo but what it sounded like he said was it sounded like he said Ricky Mr. Santana Homo? no. He said, it sounded like he said, Ricky Santana has sexually defeated <laughs> Mr. Pogo. I was like, what match were you watching, brother? <laughs> that was a behind-the-scenes take, huh? Yeah, it was Mr. Homo. <laughs> Somebody got stabbed in the shower. By a pogo stick. Um, yeah, so the uh, Mr. Pogo attacks uh, Santana after the match and puts on his cobra hold. Which causes uh, the Battens to come out as baby faces uh, to help Ricky Santana, and he's foaming at the mouth because of the Cobra hold. I'm, I'm wondering which one of them had the uh, shaving cream in their pocket. <laughs> I, the other thing, I don't know. If, I don't, Santana had Alga Seltzer. It was Alga Seltzer. The other thing, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but worst acted paramedics for a stretcher job ever. They, <laughs> they like slung him. Yeah, they like drug him and then they just like threw him on the little stretcher thing and ran up the thing. He was almost falling. I was like, this is yeah. Eastone cops. If he's not <laughs> fucked up, he will be shortly. Like I, what I pictured was the, the song from Benny Hill, Yakety Sax. It's the same fucking thing that they played when they took Brody out, but it was like a slower theme. There's the Undertaker well, funeral march. <laughs> yeah, I was like, God damn, they're just, just throwing this, throwing this dude around. <laughs> I noticed that shit too. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like you realize he's jizzing out of his mouth, right? <laughs> <laughs> like he's upside down right now. Like, take care of him better. Like pull, like pull his tongue out. Make sure he's not choking on you, idiot. Make it look real. You would think you'd have experience with this in the territory you work in, bro. I, I'm gonna be 100 with you. Right then, my Siri picked up, and what I said, she responded with, "That's not nice." <laughs> Siri just scalded me. <laughs> Siri's your producer. Well, the next match on this show is the Battens, who are doing commentary for their own match. Well, against- honestly, the, the next match that it was supposed to be the last. There's a match in here that didn't happen. Well, I guess I didn't catch that. I did because I was trying to like write the matches down because I don't I don't speak El Spanish and I don't spell it either. But there is supposed to be Los Gremlos. And one of the Battens versus um, um, the fucking dude that was that you said you didn't know who the manager was. What was his name? Mr. Prophet or El Prophet? <laughs> El Lost Prophet and and some other dude. And then they just went into the sheep herders versus the Battens. 
I'm like, well, there's this fucking lost match. Well, it, I mean, if that one didn't make the cut and these did, that tells you the standard that they had. Yeah. <clears throat> and when fucking Ricky Santana coughed up his own jizz, they were like, we can't go into this next match. <laughs> Well, it is the Battens versus the New Zealand Sheepers, who are at this point in between world class and the WWF, or world class, uh, Crockett and the WWF. Um, and a few notes about this. This is where I really noticed that the Battens were doing, because one's still a heel and the other one's a baby face still during this match. And yeah. that one, the one of them, one of the fucking idiots, Bart. Keeps calling them the New England sheepers, <laughs> not the New Zealand sheepers. Yeah, the New Bart, England. Bart the New is the asshole. <laughs> Where the the new? I was I was trying to do a uh, like a like a Maine or a Vermont kind of accent. The New England sheepherders. To me, when I saw these batting guys, I was like, man, I never knew Billy Ray Cyrus had facial hair. <laughs> batting <It's> Ray like- Cyrus. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And did you notice how stubby their arms were? They have like baby arms. <laughs> T-Rex arms. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the dude trying to lock up with them? Like, like I got to come three quarters of the way. My notes on this are... Uh, yeah, little plier arms. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. <laughs> My notes on it are about the New England thing. And then I put the match isn't terrible, but the commentary is fucking annoying. Like yes, listen to those two listen to those two commentate during this match. They were starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> like I'm like, this is I hate this. I hate this commentary. Also, too, like an observation that I made. Like watching uh the sheep herders here and then watching them as the whackers, them guys really came a long fucking way. They did, and and I knew we were probably gonna. And I was actually looking forward to it. I knew we were gonna get into like a bushwhackers type conversation with it. Like this is the tail end of um, Luke Williams and Butch Miller doing the hardcore type wrestling that they did because they were they were ECW before ECW. Yeah, I mean, I've heard the stories and saw some footage of stuff where they were brutal. And yeah. just watching this match, it was like, man, watching them as the Whackers is way better than this match. Yeah, and where I get pissed off a lot of times with people talking about, like, oh, this person or that person or this team or this team were so much better before they got to the WWF, Luke and Butch understood that they only had so many bumps on their card. And now they've punched all those bumps on their card and they got to Vince and Vince just said, be silly and have fun. Yeah, and they got they had an they they got another other another they eight, more, eight years. They made so much more money after this, and they went from eighty eight to ninety six, made more money than they ever made. Didn't have to fucking blade every fucking night. 
didn't have to bump every fucking night. And now, I think Luke, Luke's sicker than Butch. But when they go to a convention, are they like, oh, we're... No, one of, one of them's dead, dead, ain't they? No, no they're, they're both still alive. They're still both alive. I think Luke lost his foot, I think, and that's why he doesn't do a lot of shit. But when they go to conventions, are they like, oh, we're Butch, Miller, and Luke Williams, the sheep herders, or did they go to a convention and say, we're Butch and Luke, the Bushwhackers, WWE Hall of Famers? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what pisses and I, we have probably talked about it a lot on other shows, but that's where it pisses me off of Vince at that time gave a lot of guys a landing pad. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. Bill Eady, Bill Eady doesn't dress as the mass superstar when he goes. Unless you ask him. Unless you ask well, him. yeah, he'll put the mat. But what I'm saying is when he's advertised, he's advertised as acts of demolition. Acts he's of not demolition. advertised as the mass superstar. So because he, yeah. he punched those fucking holes on that, that's like when you try to get a fucking free sub, he punched those fucking bump cards too. And Jim Duggan carries the two by four and yep. says, USA, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> act like mid South Jim Duggan when he goes <laughs> to a convention. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, like Jim Duggan being in Mid South wasn't cool either. No, it was. It was cool as shit. But no, I was just making your trying to extenuate on your point. Like weird. those guys, like Xbox said it. Like he talked about it. it was weird after he got out of the business and was like starting to train guys and do this, that, and the other thing. Like he said, guys would start on the Indies. And try to get to the WWE. And he's like, now guys are starting in the WWE and they wind up on the indies. He's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking weird. You know, like Chris Masters, you know what I mean? Like Chris Masters started his career working for Vince and not knowing what the fuck he was doing. And now if you watch him on the independent circuit and you watch him on a card, He's like the best fucking worker on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah he, he's doing shit with NWA now, right? Chris Adonis yeah. is his uh, ring name. Yeah. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying that's what Pac said, but it, it's it, it's like flipped. Right. That's a perfect example as to what you were stating. Well, we get a ref bump here in this match and uh, one of the sheep herders uses the flagpole on one of the battens. The sheep herders Win the titles. Did you notice how he gyrated before he hit him? I did not. He was gyrating on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Nate, well, I, I, Nate I, have a stupid, I have a stupid note, Nate. It's a stupid <laughs> note. and it, It's disrespectful, but it's a stupid note. Do you know what it is? Well, I mean, we I expect just, no less from you, Aaron. I just, I just read my stupid note. It's like, do you think that sheep herders stole Gene Anderson's gimmick? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just like <laughs> 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 shit. 
That's fucking rude. I'm yeah, sorry. He'll never hear it. He's dead. Um, I know, but that made him so much fucking cooler and yeah, nasty. like yes, he looks he looked he looked like crazy. Like fucking Arn would be talking or G, or Oli would be talking and G would just be back there like twitching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he had no control of it. But anyway. They essentially do the dusty finish here where the other referee comes out and they, they reverse the decision and the sheep herders do not win the titles from the Battens. Um, the match wasn't fantastic. It wasn't awful. I actually gave the it three com- stars. The commentary got on my nerves. I think the, I, I think I would have enjoyed the match more if if they, they would have brought somebody else in to call it with with uh, with uh, uh, Hugo. Other than these two clowns, right? Instead of calling the match that they're fucking working, yeah, because they they it, it took away from the match because then they started arguing about the sheep herders, and then anyway, the next match I have a note on. The next match is Wahoo McDaniel versus Dan Spivey. My only note is Wahoo wins a bad match with a roll up. But my question to you guys before, if you have anything more to elaborate on this bad match with a roll up. It's the age-old thing. I say it all the time. Anytime we review anything he's on or talk about him, why couldn't they ever fucking figure out if it was Wahoo McDaniel or Wahoo McDaniels? Because <laughs> he probably third every time he told somebody his name. <laughs> but literally, like on World, on on uh, on Crockett, it would say Wahoo McDaniel, no S. And then, like, the commentary would be like, Wahoo McDaniels. And then here, when they had the little thing before the match that showed you what the match was going to be, it said Wahoo McDaniels. And then during commentary, they were calling him Wahoo McDaniel. But anyway, <laughs> I um, have no other notes on the match. The only the only thing that I mentally noted about this was it looked like Dan Spivey stole Sabu's pants and Jake the Snake's boots. <laughs> See, I didn't put that. I put I was like fucking Dan Spivey was high energy before high energy. <laughs> He's wearing high energy pants. Yeah. Um he was the original Funkasaurus. <laughs> Spivey's on a roll. Spivey's on a roll. <laughs> Just call him Butter because he is on a roll. <laughs> call me Jelly because I'm on the lamb. Grandpa, um, Grandpa Simpson. That's one of Grandpa Simpson's greatest lines. And um, this is when Bart Batten like totally turns heel. Bart Batten's heel now. <laughs> he, uh, he starts calling him Mick Spivey. <laughs> Which is stupid. And he's now trying to be a fucking witty heel, which he's not. He's just a stupid baby armed fuck. I mean, at first at first glance you get dumb redneck vibes from these guys. Like I'm like the who hired Billy Bob and fucking Curtis? <laughs> Billy Bob and Curtis. <laughs> but yeah, it, this fucking match is terrible. That was awful. <laughs> I don't and, know. I would never ever say. And I know you have to go back 
You have to put yourself in the time where someone wrestled. You have to put yourself in the territory when someone wrestled because of the territory days. And I will never deny because all from every account that I've ever heard, Wahoo McDaniel is a badass motherfucker. But I have never been excited by watching Wahoo McDaniel. I just have to say it like I'm not and I'm not even trying to shit on him. I just don't see it. Right. And again, I wa- I I wasn't alive in Charlotte in 1973 <laughs> to see him at the Coliseum. Maybe he tore the house down. I don't I don't see the the match. Okay, like, but what I see in every Wahoo thing I've ever seen is him hitting somebody. But yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He's a badass. I'm not going to take that away from him. And and so many guys like Flair and stuff respect him and stuff. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just don't. I can't say that I'm a Wahoo fan. He's one of those. He's one of those old guys that I know a couple of guys still to this day that when they walk like because Nate said like I like to go to bars and shit. I see old guys now that walk in bars. And I'm just, and, and they know me, and they're friendly with me. But I've seen guys try to like step up to him or whatever, and I, and I just look at people like, "Don't fuck with that guy, because he'll fuck you up." Right. Wahoo was on Harley level, mm-hmm. or was because neither one of them are still with us, obviously. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck with that dude if he's on oxygen. Right. I, <laughs> I thought of. I thought of a better uh, comparison for uh, the Batons. They look like they should be roadies for the Bank Confederate Railroad. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the one, the ones I'm talking about, the one that's saying that song. Yeah. I like my women just a little yeah. on the trashy side. The yeah, they look, side. they look like they're over there boot scooting to that shit. They're, yeah, they're, they're also on that show, Georgia Satellite. <laughs> yeah. Um. Unless there's anything else on this match, because I, I I don't I literally have nothing. Mm-mm. Did All you right. guys actually watch this show? Yes. Yeah. How you think we know what these motherfuckers look like and how <laughs> crappy it was? Well, when they pitched <laughs> the next match, Hugo was talking, and then it just goes. Burr. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, one of those battens just got super filthy. <laughs> <laughs> like they had to like. He got so explicit that they had to fucking cut it out of the video. So Hugo was like, "Let's pick, let let's pitch to the next match. It's gonna be Invader Three versus Chicky Star." And Bark Batten was like, "These fucking cunt sucking motherfucking asshole <laughs> licking sons of bitches." And they just had to edit it off. Yeah, there, there's only one. There's only one match. There's actually only one match in this show that I fast forwarded through because I had no interest in watching it. But we'll get to that. Oh, it wasn't this one. It has one of my least favorite wrestlers of all time in it, and I, no, not Ron Garvin. Be, I know, but this is going to be my favorite thing. Nate had to watch a show with Ronnie Garvin and Bobby Jaggers on it. <laughs> Ronnie Garvin, my my tune has changed on Garvin over the years because I used to loathe Ronnie Garvin, and I kind of still do. I mean, I don't like his promos and stuff and all that, but as I get older and I see it, I, I can see where it's kind of like Wahoo. I can see where the why the people like liked him. Right, the more because you understand the business more now than right. you did back then. Also, 
But the next thing on this show is footage from Chicky Star's sports shop. What? And fucking apparently he's feuding, he's feuding with Invader 3. Invader 3 shows up dressed as super medic. <laughs> and he whacks the fuck out of Chicky Star with the <laughs> he's, he's, He smacked a vagina into his head. <laughs> All he the whacked, way to the white meat. The, that was a shoot, bro. He <laughs> smacked the fuck out of that dude with that board. Yeah, and I was like, God damn. <laughs> that shit wasn't gimmicked. He grabbed the wrong board. I wrote down. I hold on. Let me get through this. I watched that board spot, and I was like Uma Thurman when she takes the rail of coke on Pulp Fiction. I said, "God damn!" <laughs> <laughs> or tell Jake Roberts, "You're a fucking pussy." <laughs> you took a guitar like a chicken star. <laughs> And then they proceed to show you yeah. the doctors mm-hmm. stitching up his nasty wound. The for big like gaping hole minutes. in the back of his head. Yeah, but goddamn, man, that dude got fucking whacked with that. And that, that board was not fixed. That board was not rigged. That was a hard-ass board on his head. And that's what I'm telling Jake Roberts to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was hard to watch. I was like, damn. But anyway, effective wrestling angle. I got to give it to him. Hey, that's what you call. That's what you call fucking dedication. There, don't gimmick that son of a bitch. Whack the piss out of me, buddy. (laughs) As you wish, sir. I want to. I want (laughs) to shit myself when you hit me with that board. (laughs) Your wishes, my command. Whack. (laughs) Oh fuck. But then they have their match, and it was good. It's Invader, it's, it's Invader 3 and Chicky Star. And um, my my notes on the match were that it is a, it is, it is a good brawl. And it, it, these two guys did their job as pro wrestlers because I think watching this pretty much, even including the main event, this match was over like Rover. Like the people were into this match. The only qualm I really have with it is that it could have been a little shorter. Mm. You're, I literally have that written down. This is too long. <laughs> it's too long. But for for if it would have been if it would have been five minutes shorter, I probably would have given it like three and a half stars. Right. Because it was a good brawl, and again, you could we 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 didn't live in Puerto Rico in 1988, so obviously we don't have the whole story on these guys. It seems to me like they have a pretty blood feud going on. Right. So for all intents and purposes, it did everything it needed to do, and uh, I didn't hate it at all. And man, that invader was over as fuck. <laughs> that shit with that damn board, though, fruit. That's like that's one of them cringe moments, bro. <laughs> I was like, there ain't no faking that. <laughs> it ain't like they put a stake on the back of his head or anything like that. Right. And, yeah. And just hit it right here where it gets the capsule or something. It wasn't none of that. It was like, man, he's got a gaper on his head. <laughs> and um he's got Tammy Cinch's vagina on the back geez. of his head. <laughs> Sunny wow. days for Chicky Star. <laughs> the like, I don't want to say like what you guys are saying. Like this is the first match that you were invested in, right? 
Nah, um, I, I enjoyed the wire, the uh, sheep herders. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like, this is the first match where, you're, where we're just like, oh, man, this is really cool. And yeah. This and it did that. It's because... It had that shoot element to it. It, it had it, it told you something that was going into the match. Right. You know what I mean? And we only saw three minutes of the angle these guys were running. You know what I mean? So we only saw the tail end of it. Like, imagine all of the shit that went into it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Because, because. Mm-hmm. If, if you listen to the commentary, there was like the story of the fact that Chicky Star paid um, um, man. You guys might not even know this. Did you hear the rest of the story? Yeah. Why it was Super Medic? Like Super Medic was Invader Three's friend and gave him his mask. And the reason Invader Three wanted to attack Chicky Star was because Chicky Star paid. Manny Fernandez to bait to break Invader 3's leg and do all this shit. So we didn't even see all of that, but we mm-hmm. only got three minutes of this fucking angle. And we're talking about like this is the best match on the card so far. Because we told a fucking story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we didn't I, get a, we didn't like, get a story with Rufus R. Jones and Jimmy Valiant versus probably because there wasn't one. What the there fuck would have been the story? But that's what I'm saying. That's what's great about fucking pro wrestling is that it's it's not the match. The match is secondary. It's the fucking story. I mean, I, I could like fathom a story. <laughs> fucking Rufus R. Jones was traveling through town, stopped at the gas station, and the guy that was pumping his gas told him, get in the truck, you're going to be my partner. I got this idea <laughs> for a store, daddy. I got this idea for a store. <laughs> um, it's a Ruth and Jimmy's piss emporium. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Tires and carpet remnant. All right. Um, it all smells like piss. The, um, the match, like I said, my only negative note was the same thing Mark had. I thought the match was too long. Um. And Chicky Star winds up winning, so apparently this feud is not over between Chicky Star and Invader 3. Um, kind of a creative finish, actually. Um, Invader tries to bring Chicky Star off the top rope, and his own momentum, his own momentum, because Chicky holds on to the, the ropes, his own momentum hits him to the mat so hard that it kind of knocks him silly, and okay. so Chicky Star kind of gets a fluke win over the Invader. And like I said, I don't know a lot about Puerto Rican wrestling, or whatever, but the vibe I got from it was that Chicky Star was kind of like the um, flair of their territory. Does that make sense? Like the Ric Flair of their territory, like the flamboyant guy? Yeah. 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 Um, Only one dude with the name Chick has ever, you know, Impressed me, and his last name is Donovan. Donovan. <laughs> um, the next match is a, a match between two guys who were obviously getting a payday to be on this show, and they didn't want to work very hard. They wanted to rest on their laurels as former world heavyweight champions. It's Ron Garvin versus the Iron Sheik. 
Good for them, by the way, on that. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. This is literally this is like watching, you know, when you go to an indie show and, and, they and have the honk, the, honk, the, honk, the honky tonk man's gonna wrestle doink. So yep. they're just gonna do like stalling for a few minutes. Somebody's gonna get choked, and then we're both gonna get counted out or some shit. That's literally what this is. It's just like an indie legends match between Garvin and Iron Sheik. It's just kind of there, you know, to have some star power on the card. I get why they put it there. I understand it's business, but it wasn't good. I mean, you know, it was boring. It wasn't good. I mean, Sheik did normal Sheik tactics, and Garvin sold like a motherfucker. Aaron? They both did what they were supposed to do. Essentially, yeah, and then they, they, they wind up fighting outside the ring after about four and a half minutes, maybe, and they they get up to the 20 count. Garvin rolls in at the last second, so he gets to win the match by disqualification. They and, were probably um, both like, Carlos talked us both down on our asking price, so we're just going to go out here and give them something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of Carlos Cologne. <laughs> He's a real Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him in the colon. <laughs> and in the commentary, the main thing I learned was that um, Boggy, Boggy, I almost <laughs> said Boggy Jaggers, Bobby Jaggers is apparently a fucking prick in Puerto Rico. And they fucking hate him there. Because, <laughs> like, Hugo was trying to be like a babyface commentator, and, and the buttheads are trying to, like, you know, be heel. But the only thing that the Buttheads and Hugo can agree upon is that Bobby Jaggers is an asshole. But then they don't even agree on that later on. But at this point... At this point, because the the Battens are in a... uh, The Buttheads are in a, in a, in a... A sea of change here during this two-hour videotape. <laughs> so the next match on this show is the one that I fast-forwarded through because it has awful Bobby Jaggers in it. It is Bobby Jaggers and Dan Crawford. You shouldn't have fast-forwarded through this. Against Miguelito Perez and Hur- Hurricane Castillo Jr., the Barrio Brothers. You shouldn't have fast forwarded the two boys. The Barrio Boys. Well, I did. Well, you shouldn't have. I fast forwarded to the finish. It's the best fucking match on the show. Honestly, it is. I'm not. I'm not being. Facetious. I'm not being facetious. This is the best match on the show, and I will give you guys without googling. Martin, did you Google? What? This match or this show? Did you Google any of this? No. Okay, Nate, you didn't. You, you didn't watch the match. You didn't Google it. Or whatever. Nope. Who's Dan Crawford? Who's Dan Crawford? What is his other name? I bet at one point in my life I knew this, and I just don't know it right now. Who is Dan Crawford? Is Dan Crawford Phil Lafon? Yes. Okay. I, I I was like, I know this. I fucking know this, this. This is Miguel Perez and 
Hurricane Costello. So Miguel Perez, they call him Miguel Miguelito Perez. It's Miguel Perez from the Los Mariquas, the hairy guy, you know. That's him. And his partners. It's Fur Burgers and Bobby Jaggers and Phil LaFawn. Bobby Jaggers does nothing in this fucking match. Like, he is just on the outside. So, Philip LaFawn... What? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but wasn't Hurricane one of the Los Mariquas, too? He might have been. <laughs> I think... I think Bob Dylan wrote a song about him, too. But... Hey! Uh, He's a hurricane! Hurricane! The authority is the man. What? Like anyway, <laughs> this fucking match is a tag team match. It's hair versus hair. It's for the titles. Bobby Jaggers and we'll call him Dan Crawford because that's what he's called at the time. Were looks like the redneck Outback Jack. They were blonde haired white guys <laughs> wearing cowboy hats coming into the fucking territory. You know what I mean? Like playing the the redneck white guy heel gimmick. And this fucking match was the match of the fucking show. And I'm really kind of pissed off that you don't watch it. They they look like they should have been in the stable with the Battens. I didn't watch it. I never will be, or I never will, and I'll never I'm not pissed I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) For real. I'm pissed off you didn't. Cause, cause they shit bag Bobby Jaggers the entire match. Good, <laughs> all of them. Did. Like they come out and they're like, "Oh, look at that! Look at that! A uh, that um belt on that Adonis!" And they're just like, "Oh, you're definitely not talking about Bobby Jaggers." Like to put it in perspective, folks, I'm a huge, huge fan of Dutch Mantel. And when he teamed with Bobby Jaggers and Crockett, I don't watch Dutch Mantel. I hate Bobby Jaggers. I can't stand Bobby Jaggers. He's like my top, my least five favorite wrestlers of all time. But the funniest, cool, the like the coolest funny thing about the team they're selling is they're calling them the new um, um what was Jaggers and Dutch together? Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas Jayhawks. Dan Crawford and Bobby Jaggers are the new Kansas Jayhawks. And Dan Crawford's like a French Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got his hair dyed blonde and he's fucking working his fucking ass off. Like, Nate, seriously, I know you don't want to watch it or you didn't watch it, but go back and watch this fucking match. It is fucking tremendous. I will, a, ta- I will definitely take your word for it. It's a very good fucking match. Crawford's working his ass off. Miguel Perez and um, Castillo, they're doing a good job. Um, the brawl starts out. Um, they wind out. Like, the match starts. They all bump out into the fucking soccer field. They smash Crawford and um, Jaggers into, like, the scaffolding. Um, It's already started raining, so there's, like, mud everywhere, so everybody's all fucking muddy and shit. Um, 
Crawford ends up hitting a good looking fucking power bomb. Um, Crawford ends up going over the top rope and he goes over the top rope and the fans fucking pop for over the top rope because in Puerto Rico or 80s wrestling, that's a disqualification. Um, Which is lame as fuck to me. But you also have to understand how cool it was back in the day that throwing somebody over the top rope got a fucking pop. Yeah. You do that now. Nobody you do that now and it goes to a fucking commercial. Lies. It happens in the Royal Rumble all the time. <laughs> I didn't watch the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm just saying now it's like that shit happens. Um and they're going back and forth. Like I said, Crawford got bumped out over the top rope because obviously Jaggers is going to do that. He had man tits. I'm just going to say he had like man <laughs> Um, But Crawford... Bitch, tit, bitch tits Bobby Jaggers. Well, all right. That's his new name. Um, he get, Crawford gets bumped over the top rope and there's no disqualification because this match is a no disqualification hair versus hair match. And um, Crawford ends up getting back in the ring. They exchange some more shit. And um, Crawford goes for, he sends Hurricane um, Costello or whatever into the term, into the ropes. And Crawford goes to monkey flip him. But Hurricane drops down like, like Crawford's legs, you didn't watch the match, so you don't know what I'm fucking saying. So I gotta show you. <laughs> Crawford, because <laughs> gonna, I saw the finish. Fuck it. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah, I went from the I went from the opening bell to the finish. Okay, so you saw Crawford try to monkey flip him, and Hurricane drop his legs down, which is a cool fucking finish. Tell me it ain't. No, it's fine. It's a cool... I've never seen that shit in that way. And mm-hmm. Hurricane pins him, one, two, three. And then Crawford and Jaggers get their head shaved. They try to powder. Uh, Sabio Vega, TNT, comes out. Um, and, and what I wrote down here was, it doesn't look like the TNT gimmick is fully formed at this point because no, he's just no. got like underwear on his head or whatever. No. <laughs> he just—he looks kind of cheap here. Everybody knows how much I love me some Savio. Savio is one of my favorites. I love Savio Vega. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. But at this point, he was still fleshing himself out because I was like, yeah. he look—he look—he looks dollar store here. How but how uh, how big of a missed opportunity was it that that he didn't have them come out him come out to uh, the Scorpion song? <laughs> it looks like when Turner was just playing like baseball in yeah. fucking Andy Griff. <laughs> but yeah, like like I said, uh TNT comes out to help hold down um Crawford. And they didn't um they didn't bring any clippers to this show, folks. They cut these motherfuckers' hair with scissors. <laughs> yep. For like 12 minutes, what it seemed like. <laughs> it seemed to go on forever. And, of course, they bring up... Uh, Hugo brings up that they have black roots. Yeah. Um, when they're when they're cutting their hair. And, uh, I thought I mean, Kuta Kente was going to come out. 
Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> they <coughs> they do. Um, I mean, they delivered on the they delivered on the on the stipulation. Fucking Crawford was gonna be like, my name is. Never mind. I, I won't say it. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> I won't say it. But yeah, like I said, they delivered on the stipulation. And uh, Jaggers and Crawford lose their hair. And uh, that is that. And like Aaron said, you guys should check the match out. Give it a look. Find it on the YouTube. You should, but Nate won't. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, match. The next match. The next match is our main event. And it is the fire match. And I wrote down. It looks like it should be called the we're making s'mores match. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it like they were burning little little fucking toilet paper rolls. They yeah they had uh, they had rags around the ring attached to some sort of a wire, and they set them all on fire. And it's uh, Carlos Colon against Hercules Ayaya, and apparently we got a we got a we got a good angle out of this too. Uh, they talk about how Carlos was receiving an award, and Hercules came out and um, not only pushed down Carlos but also pushed down his wife. Yeah, they fucked his wife or something, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, Carlos wants the ultimate revenge, so he's going to face Hercules Ayaya in a fire match again. I mean, the aesthetics there, you know, and I mean, anytime fire's surrounding the ring, it's impressive. But I just thought it was funny because the little the little things of rag that they have on the uh, on the wire around the ring look like little marshmallows. So it looks like the roasted marshmallow, big marshmallows around <laughs> the ring. For these guys to get their their uh, hand and head, mostly they 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 touch the fire with their hand or their hair. I wonder if this was a precursor to the Inferno match. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you got you know, it's it, and I don't know if any other promotion had done this before. You know, um, a few years later, FMW in Japan is going to blow things up and <laughs> you know and all that kind of matches and shit i don't know I, I mean i know they talk they actually talk about during the match the origin of the fire match and who invented it so they had obviously had matches like this before but i don't know if anybody but puerto rico had done a fire match at this point uh, i don't think they had well maybe um No, Anita did. It might have been Onita. I think Onita did it after this, though. Let's look okay. this up. Let's look. Let, let's look this up. And the the, the I, what I'll say about this is, I don't give the match. There's that, there's that crazy ass fire match in fucking Japan, but that was FNW, so I'm yeah. wrong. But the. Uh, the match itself, I mean, the in-ring action, it's not stellar. But, I mean, it's no. a good spectacle, and that's what it was meant to be. It was meant to be a spectacle. It wasn't meant to be a five-star wrestling match. And that's where I put the like in my notes, which I tossed down because there's not a lot of notes to this match, is that aesthetically, it looks fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely. You, you look at this shit and you're like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? But once the match starts, 
they don't do anything in the match. No, like, they don't. Like that, that uh, what's his name? Hercules. Hercules Ayaya. He bleeds like buckets, but the match itself, it's nothing. And it's, um, I don't want to say it. And, and I'm not knocking the guys. I'm not knocking Carlos or Hercules for doing it. But, like, when they look like they're getting burned, they're not actually getting burned. You right. know what I mean? Like, the fire's away, but visually it looks like it's burning them up. Mm-hmm. But the fire's away from the ropes. So they're doing what you're supposed to do in wrestling. There, there, were, there were a couple of times where Carlos did, though. Like, he, he, he made – I could watch him, and he made Hercules, like, at least put his hand in the flame – so it looked like he, and he also, yeah, he, he what also, I'm it, what I'm saying, it's not like a burn. No, no. And he also, what I will say, another thing I will say, and I don't know if that this part was an accident or not, if he got too close, but there is one point where for a, for a minute, for not a, literally a minute, but for a minute there, Carlos's hair is on fire um, and, and they recover it good. You know, like Ayaya puts it out by pretending he's punching him in that spot. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, overall, it wasn't a great match, but it was a good spectacle. Every match doesn't have to be a great match. It can be a good spectacle. And, and with the longest figure four in history. Yeah. What'd you find out there, Mr. Researcher? Yeah, only thing it pulls up when you type in fire match is the fucking Inferno match. And this is way... Yeah, this is 10 after. years before yeah, the Inferno 10 years match. After that. Well, anyway, but like I said, they do talk about the fact that they've had these matches in Puerto Rico before because they talk about the guy that invented them. I have to uh, plead the fifth and say I do not remember the name of the gentleman. Like, but like El Boogie or something. El Boogie. <laughs> the Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Chris Chris Farley on uh, Saturday Night Live when he plays El Nino. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's El Nino. And they're like, what does it mean? And he's like, the Nino. <laughs> but anyway. Um, that's that. Like Aaron said, longest figure forever, which um, Carlos puts on Hercules. Hercules kind of passes out, so the referee calls the match in favor I of think Carlos Cologne. What's that? He probably fell asleep. I don't think he passed out from pain. I think he fell asleep. Well, <laughs> it's narcoleptic Hercules Ayaya. The what it says is it's documented as starting in uh, Puerto Rico. That's it. That's all I'm finding. All Which right. We, so, yeah. We so, so I guess that's uh, that. That kind of answers our question as to who did it first. You know, was it you know what came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, this is something probably that Japan stole from Puerto Rico. Um, I'm pretty sure Anita probably worked in Puerto Rico. Anita seems like a guy that probably worked in Puerto Rico, so he probably picked it up there. See, because it's saying uh, one of the first fire matches was held in '92, and but it also mentions that Cologne and them match says Tarzan, Goto, Atushi, Onita clash with Sabu and the Sheik. Yeah, and yeah, that's after this. That's crazy what right. I was talking about. So, so we're yeah. gonna give we're gonna give the credit to Puerto Rico for that one. Indeed, we're gonna give it to El Boogie. El Boogie, 
<laughs> the boogie. But looking up the amount of different match, uh, death match types, Lord have mercy. Oh man, I don't know how much FMW you've watched, Mark. <laughs> we can get but Piranha matches and go go. Maybe we should do that. We should figure out. We should find out a bunch of FMW on YouTube and just. Do oh, I'll find it. I'll find it. I have somewhere in my DVDs around here. I have a couple of FMW DVDs I bought back in the day. I do but, too. Uh, I do too. But I I find shit on YouTube, bitches. Well, I mean, it just says like barbed wire baseball bat match, uh, barbed wire cage match, barbed wire bumps match, barbed wire boards match, spider net match. There's a there's an episode of this show. There've been a couple of episodes of this show. Uh, for those of you that don't know. My wife is not a big wrestling fan. She tolerates wrestling when I'm watching it, as Aaron knows from coming over here and watching pay-per-views and stuff. He knows usually when I'm watching it, she just puts her headphones in and does shit on her phone. Every once in a while, something captures her attention. Like she's a big fan of Kane and the undertaker. But, um, so I've had a couple of episodes of the show where I just, they're just wife watches wrestling. Like I have her watch stuff that, that uh, I want her as a non-wrestling fantasy. Like we watched the, uh, the I quit match from the Royal Rumble 99 between Mick Foley and the rock. I had her watch that. I had her watch the hell in a cell with taker and mankind. So in other words, I make her watch shit. Just like, what the fuck? But uh, she's watched. (laughs) She, I did an episode of that with her and I had her watch the exploding ring match from FMW. Mm. And uh, that's a blast. (laughs) <laughs> excuse the pun but uh yeah so anyway whoa this kind sound this uh type of match sounds pretty cool it's a taipei death match you know what that is is that the one where they put their fists in the glass yeah they put they dip their gloves into the uh glue yeah ian, and then roll their ian, hands ian, ian, the- ian and axel rotten had one of those in ecw that's yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna have to watch it soon yes we are <laughs> it's coming up on reliving the extreme here soon but that is that for the world wrestling council oh no 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 no! it's not we have the clothes <laughs> the battens are fully heel ladies and gentlemen the, the the turn is complete they are fully heel at the end of the show and they have like seven times the personality they did at the beginning of the show it's somewhat worse <laughs> yeah, they ain't good in any possible. Role. They're not good in any role, but they have switched roles as this tape has gone on. Um, but that's it, guys. Overall, let's let's say what do you grade this show? I gave it a C. I gave it a C minus. Yeah, that, that's fair. I'll go with C. It was, was a enough, C. There was enough bad to there, there was enough good to counter the bad, but not enough to make it good. <laughs> I guess I don't know. There was enough. Um, I don't want to say it. Enough. Um, different type of shit on it. You know what I mean? Like seeing, like Ronnie Garvin. This one- Ronnie Garvin versus the Iron Sheik. That was fun. Dan Crawford. Like, I'm watching the show. I'm like, oh, fuck. Dan Crawford. And I know you don't like Bobby Jaggers, but it's like, fucking Dan Crawford. 
Phil Lafon team with Baggy, Bobby Baggy Rogers. I called him Baggy Rogers. I just called him that. I called him that. Um, like, like, like I didn't know that happened. You know what I mean? So this was this was like I'm a I'm a Philip Lafon fan, and I watched like shit with him and Doug Furness in Japan. Like I, I'll watch that. I'll sit down and watch a fucking Doug Furness Phil Lafon match or Dan Crawford match watching them fight two Japanese wrestlers and enjoy it. But I didn't know he went to Japan or went to Puerto Rico and dyed his hair blonde and fucking worked. You know what I mean? Like there, there was a lot of shit on this show that I didn't know about. If this, so if this, if, if this show was a steak, it would be a Bob Evans steak. <laughs> yeah, it was enjoyable, <laughs> but it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And I'm probably going to have to take a big dump afterwards. Like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get bubble gut from the steak, but I'm not mad about it. There were some fatty bits. <laughs> yeah. I had to gnaw on it a little more than I than I would a good yeah. steak. Yeah, I, I had to cut deep into it to get to the end. But I, I, I it's the kind I, of steak you got to put some steak sauce on. Like a good yeah. steak should never have to have steak sauce on it. Yeah, I enjoyed this fucking match. Or this match, I enjoyed that match, but I enjoyed this show, like, and it was fun because it was different, and that's why I kind of picked it because it was out of our wheelhouse and what we normally watch. Well, spoiler alert! Oh, Mark, go ahead. Did you have anything else? Um, do you already got something lined up for the next show? I do. That's why I said spoiler alert. Or oh, I was saying shit. spoiler alert. Um. Was the show that I found the other night when we were discussing what we were going to discuss since Archie gave us a show that you can't find anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he pulled it out of his ass. And then he bitched about it. It's like, how are you going to bitch about watching something that exists after you tried to tell me to watch something that doesn't fucking exist? <laughs> well, go ahead. Um, but now next time... We are going to uh, be reviewing World Class Championship Wrestling Parade of Champions 1987. So not one of the good Parade of Champions, one of the WCCW is fucking dying Parade of Champions. That's not the one where Fritz has the heart attack, is it? No, that's at one of the Reunion Arena deals. That's not at a Parade of Champions. That's at, uh, I forget what they called those Reunion Arena shows, but... Um, Star Wars. Well, I have a Star Wars. Yes, that was at a Star Wars. I have a proposition. All right, we review that one next, and between now and then, I scour the internet to find some show for us to watch that's actually bearable. I think I think you can, and I think that is approved. And we also now have on the books that we will watch in the future, coming up very soon, some FMW from Japan. I'm especially excited to watch that because you haven't seen it, Mark. Yeah. I'm really excited to get somebody else, somebody who hasn't seen its perspective on it at well, the time. Is that the same promotion that did that uh, Leatherface versus Freddy Krueger fucking hardcore yes. style match? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've seen that. I was like, what in the flying fuck is going on here? But there are some, you talk about the word, we talked about the word spectacle earlier. Uh huh. 
FMW might have actually got spectacle better than any wrestling promotion in history. <laughs> Honest to God. I mean, parade champions. Like, like there's garbage wrestling. Like Ian, Ian Rotten's promotion and shit like that. And GCW, that light tube shit and all that. For some reason, I don't know why, because some of it is... I don't know why I, I should look at FMW as garbage wrestling because there's so much stuff where you're like, that's the thing uh, is though, Nate, sorry. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm trying to defend myself here because why do I like FMW, but I don't what like defend yourself. The reason the FMW shit was tolerable is because the people that were doing it were still talented. I'll say this. I'd rather watch a montage montage of Chad Austin's best matches than have to watch the World Wrestling Council again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, like FMW. And like, so the next thing we're doing though is the Parade of Champions, right? Yes. 87, correct? 87. I think it's 87. I'll let you guys know for sure. I have the video queued up on my YouTube, but. And is that on the, is that on the cock? Um, I don't believe so. I think that what I found was on YouTube. Okay. Either way. Cause a lot of times back then, um, with world class, when they do a show like that, it would be one of those things like ECW did, like we've talked about on that show where they break it up between a bunch of TV shows. So I okay. tried to find the whole show. All right. Well, I'll watch it either way. But, and after I say this, we can log off or whatever. Cause once I say something, it's gold. Um, <laughs> Well, you were saying about FMW and why, oh, why do I not hate it as much as like you were talking about with like Ian and his shit Right, is FMW had guys like Mike Awesome and Masato Naka, Mick Foley, Mick Foley and Hayabusa. These guys were fucking workers that could tell a story in what they were doing instead of being some yard tards yeah (laughs) i know a lot of people don't like that term but for lack of better words it applies (laughs) right definitely applies it's a different thing than czw you know what i mean Mm. like so that's why you can say that or like ricky fuji was in fucking fmw you know what I mean? Like Terry Funk guys, was in FMW. Terry Funk was willing to do it. That's where I'm saying it's different. So, well, that being said, unless you guys have anything else, we will. I will do the sign off here. Um, continue to watch and listen to all things on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network. Um, got some new stuff in the works. Yes, gonna yes. uh, gonna be bringing a lot more visual content. Absolutely. Mark and I were discussing it the other night. He's got a, he's got a show in the works. That'll be a visual show for the network. I am working on stuff for YouTube, uh, putting the podcasts up on there. And when I do interviews, like you can go check out my recent interview with John Arezzi of the pro wrestling spotlight on our YouTube page. Um, uh, this week I will be doing an interview. It's going to be a double, a, a double purpose interview. Cause it's been an interview for one of my other podcasts, plus an interview for this show. And I will have it up on the network, on the YouTube page at some point as well. 
I'll be doing an interview with Brian R. Solomon, the gentleman that wrote the autobiography of the Sheik. So I will have him on coming up soon. And, um, and I have another idea that we've discussed and these guys are willing to participate on a, a, a show we're going to do f- exclusively for our YouTube page, discussing cover to cover some old school wrestling magazines. I'm really, I'm really excited to get into that as well. And uh, of course, check out if you smell what the arch is cooking by the absentee Archie Mitchell and, and his uh, nothing but trouble podcast and the nothing but trouble podcast, which is not necessarily wrestling. It's just a bunch of Archie and his buddies from Jersey. It's a fun listen. Aaron's show the year that was it's our course, Jersey shore. What's other art? <laughs> what's Archie's other show? Is it shout at gout? <laughs> and of course, Chad, Chad wasn't here to make an Archie joke. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You had to do it for him. And speaking Ow. of Chad, of course, every, every single week, God, sorry. every single week, join Chad, Austin, Aaron, and myself for Reliving the Extreme. So that being said, we are going to sign off this week for the We Can't Wrestle podcast, and we will see you next time around, everybody. Of course, we're going to go down Texas way next time and review some world-class championship wrestling. I love to watch a territory die. Like I love to watch like the last year of a territory or the last couple of years. So that'll 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 entice me to to want to watch this parade of champions. We'll see you next time everybody. Have a great week.